rolling. Five, four, three, two, one. You're listening to American Slacker Podcast with Matthew Gertz and Jesse Landers. American Slacker Podcast. As always, I'm Matt. And I am Jesse. And you notice how he's not the master of ceremonies anymore, people, because I took it from him. Like I, I said I was gonna. I and couldn't keep it anymore. Literally, I went to go get it. And it was fucking gone. Took it. I stole that shit as soon as he went to sleep that night. And if you don't <laughs> know what I'm talking about, go back, check the, the bonus episode we dropped uh, just a couple days ago on Saturday, and uh, you'll get the reference. I snatched that shit. <laughs> I need a new title now. Go I can still, ma- still be master of similes. Yeah, no, that was a fun episode, and it was uh, we doubled up on the listeners. Did you did, wait? Did you say similes or did you say ceremonies on the last episode? Because I thought you said Both. ceremonies. Both. Okay. Oh, that's my backup slick. title. That's okay. My backup title. Okay. Ah. Okay. Okay. I just wanted to make you sure. Just get right one title. in the back pocket. I saw you had a couple there, so I stole ceremonies. I didn't know. I, maybe I grabbed the wrong one. I don't no, know. Ceremonies was my newest one. I couldn't even like, yes, not even for like more than one episode. That's what I wanted. Got to come up with a couple more. Uh, so yeah, be sure to check out that episode so you know what the fuck we're talking about. Um, and as always, we always like to start off our bizarre news with a little. I'm doing this all wrong. We always like to start our weird news with a little bit of weed news. And this time around, it's federal. This shit's going federal. Uh, Oh, yeah. This coming week, actually, the week this episode will be out, Congress is planning on holding a vote on a possible end to federal prohibition of marijuana. So this is huge. That is great, man. Is it going to affect all states individually? Or like, what's going on with that? So this is a, first off, to give people an idea, it's called the MORE Act. It's uh, Marijuana Opportunity Reinvestment and Expungement. It will Mm. provide resentencing, expungement of records. It's also going to set up a 5% tax on uh, sales that will go to um, these different programs that will aid people who have been negatively impacted by, you know, being jailed over marijuana laws. Ah, good, good, good. And it, ha- it has 55 sponsors, uh, co-sponsors who are mostly Democrat. There's like one Republican on there. And it looks like, I don't know, this, this is something big. Uh, it could mean that the federal government declassifies marijuana from the federal classification of drugs, which... It is good at a federal level, but it leaves um, some gray areas afterward. Yeah, yeah, it definitely does, right? I mean, because you're talking like it's going to... All the states are still up to their own mm-hmm. diligence to how they're going to marijuana from now on. Like, totally. it's probably going to stay the same, I mean, realistically. 
it would yeah it would be up to each state individually at that point once the federal government just says all right we're hands off from now on this isn't uh the ball's in your court and it would literally be in the state courts who would be the ones deciding you know what the new laws are unless there's some sort of uh vote uh within each state to determine like as you know california colorado washington oregon have all done now yeah i I can't help but wonder maybe the persuasion effect happens from this where they see that the government's kind of flipped on the idea so maybe they can like really take it seriously about you know legalizing recreational use in their states you know especially these hard states that still lock fucking people up dude just for having a joint dude Mm -hmm. and it's yeah it's crazy that it's literally a matter of a state line um which it could be even more like it'll be interesting to see what happens after this if it does end up getting voted through uh because it could it'll be it might be even more heavily enforced by the states that don't want you know cannabis to become their like state image yeah you know like all the bordering states of colorado are they going to crack down and be harder if they're not if they don't have you know the same viewpoints yeah true i mean some states probably are going to react like that too you know it yeah Uh. so It'll be cool to watch what happens with it. There was a, another uh, banking-related law two months ago that went up and um, ended up passing. So that maybe is showing that it could be a positive swing for this vote coming up. But I'm interested to see what happens. There's a couple of articles that we'll, I'll, I'll post up one of them. We were reading one from Forbes and another one from, I believe, MSNBC talking about this but it looks like uh, a lot of places are reporting on this so we can we can definitely expect it to come up we'll be posting the article on thursday on our facebook page so you can read a little bit more about that if you're interested nice check it out well let's keep talking about drugs do you mind no let's keep doing it all right sweet it's like it's like the opposite of dare said let's <laughs> don't do it let's just let's just keep on keeping on all right, let's take a flight over the big pond. Let's go to Italy, where we're talking about four gang members were arrested this week after a wiretap uh, showed police that they had lost a drug shipment in the Chiana Forest, uh, Chiana Valley Forest. Apparently, they lost two kilos of cocaine. And how they lost it was they buried it in the forest for somebody else to come pick it up. Okay. But now the shipment was set to go to the city of Arezzo. But uh, what happened was a gang another gang intercepted the package and i'm talking about a gang of boars dude oh shit oh shit gang of wild boars found the cocaine buried in a glass jar and uh smashed it up and started they they devoured most of it we're just talking boars on coke dude boars on coke apparently there's about two million wild boars in italy never would have known that so they're a big issue to begin with and now you got them out there just on a cocaine bender <laughs> What? This is, sounds like a fucked up version of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles or something. Dude, that's what I'm saying. I, you, got a bunch of Bebop and Rocksteadies <laughs> running around the fucking Italian forest. Dude, I never heard about Pumbaa's habit, but it kind of explains a lot. He was running around and unpredictable at times, and he, he did, you know, react quickly to insults. So, yeah, I mean, Timon wasn't even real. I mean, that's a sign of somebody who might have a substance abuse. I'm just true. saying. Very I true. I would, I would suspect a couple of hippopotamuses to be on Telephone, too. Dude, they're really edgy, dude. You go there by you one. Are. You've seen videos. Something that just like walks by a hippopotamus and they're just like, 
Yeah, yeah dead. Going after it. Done. There's uh, so maybe that explains the animal aggression all, all over the world. Dude, <laughs> maybe, dude. Cocaine. Stop giving the animals cocaine. Damn Man. it, people. You know, they could get a lot more money training those boars to find truffles out there in Italy. Dude, that's what I... Well, I don't know. Could they? Could they, yeah. dude? I don't know, man, because I think cocaine might be worth more per ounce than truffles. I don't know, though. I don't well, know. You, you work with animals. Like, aren't... Isn't there, like, the whole you give them a treat, that'll kind of incentivize them? Maybe you treat a little bit of coke now that they're... Oh, yeah, the reward. For the truffles. Ratio yeah. and all that. But, yeah. I mean, yeah, and... and Pigs and boars are definitely good at hunting truffles, but I mean, I don't know. I, we got to figure out cocaine's worth more. <laughs> could, I mean, yeah, I bet it is. Because then, know. I mean, I don't know. Maybe we got to train these pigs to get the cocaine. Now you just got to get into the cocaine truffle business. Hell yeah, dude. Oh, get man. Really. These truffles make me feel like Superman. Woo! <laughs> Either way, they're coming back covered in cocaine because of these boars. This, that's fantastic. Um, you know what Italy is fantastic for is wine. Hell yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, it's uh, an amazing region for it. I'm not a wine guy myself, you know. I don't like uh, reds are a little dangerous. And in our next story, uh, <laughs> it ended up being $30,000 worth of dangerous. Woo! Damn. We, okay. We have a wine that was spilt on an Her- Hermes bag. See, I see Hermes, and I want to say Hermes. A Hermes bag. Hermes. But I know everyone out there would slap me. Who's Hermes, and why is he carrying a bag? Yeah, right? So this Hermes bag was $30,000. And uh, a waiter at this country club in New Jersey ended up spilling wine. At least that's what this woman who owns the purse says. Um, The country club where this happened, they deny all of the claims that this woman is making. Her lawyer says, my client is asking the employee to pay whatever they owe, you know, that was damaged at their establishment. So they're suing the employee and they're also going to try and sue the country club. It's, it's, it's a mess, but they're saying, suing you know, the employee, and they're going to try to sue the, the country club. So they're like trying to hold anybody at responsibility for this purse. Totally. Okay. So, I mean, we don't have the exact like of what's going on, but besides the fact that it was a it was red wine spilt on a pink bag, which was a bag that was discontinued by Hermes, which could actually bring up the price of, of the bag itself. And the bag was a gift for her 30th birthday from her husband. So mm. it's kind of like irreplaceable is what the mm. lawyer is saying. Okay. Okay. Hmm. Now, what do you say? Like, what, what's your take on this? I think these claims are crazy crazy downright preposterous and i don't think they make a single bit of sense well we're gonna bring bring you into court because judge jesse is sitting at the bench jesus christ oh i guess that's a court no no you you better sit down or the bailiff's gonna have you hauled off yes sir we have a woman who claims that her thirty thousand dollar bag was ruined by a waiter at the country club the waiter claims that it's not her fault. Okay. Well, I'm saying this is 100% not the restaurant's fault, all right? This okay. this restaurant, they have no liability to anybody bringing in something that is worth such a value to where that it could be damaged by simple things like drink spilling over or maybe food being dropped. Accidents happen commonly in an establishment such as a restaurant. How can they be responsible 
for that. All right. I hear your your arguments, and I rule in favor of the restaurant. Thank you. you Thank you, you made, Your Honor. Made a fair a fair argument. I think if uh, if you're gonna bring out something of such value, it should be insured. Should be. Should be. And you shouldn't be bringing it to a goddamn restaurant in general. Oh, sorry. I did Sir, I will have you held in contempt. Dude, I'm no contempt here. Actually, just... it's it's pretty cool. Our jail cell we give once. Oh, can put me in contempt, baby. <laughs> you got curse again. I can't. I can't do it. God damn, this is the best court. Haul him off. Get out of here. He's out of here. Get that man a blunt. <laughs> best court ever, man. Best court ever. <laughs> best court ever. <laughs> so yeah, I guess. I mean, that's. I would. That's what I would say too. Is you know, yeah. get that thing insured if you're, if you're planning on bringing that thing. It's so expensive. Yeah, definitely going to rule on the verdict of not guilty. And uh, you know what? I can't say the same for the gentleman of our next story, unfortunately. Uh -oh. Even though he is kind uh -oh. of a hero to me. He's kind of okay. a hero to me. I'm going to say it. You guys are going to be like, why is he a hero? That is wrong. Because it's we're downright talking about mischief at this point. All right, we're going to Singapore where we're talking about a 66-year-old man who was sentenced to 20 days in jail, which is pretty lenient, for and uh, it's for mischief. But realistically, it's for about 286 counts of mischief because he switched the fucking tag on 286 luggage tags when he worked at the Shanghai Airport in Singapore. Okay. That is a lot of misplaced baggage. <laughs> According to all the research done in, in all of like the tally up of uh, all the fees and whatnot, anything that they had to handle for this fuck up, like the airlines, there was two airlines that were um, uh, part of this that he worked worked for i guess singapore airlines and silk air so he worked in one area for both of those airlines and okay. uh it affected i guess 221 different passengers and it cost them forty-two thousand dollars american basically holy shit <laughs> for over this two-year stint that he was fucking switching tags randomly so do you think that was like an all at once sort of thing or that's just like every fifth bag he's just gonna rip a tag and like pop on like the last one he took so it was like a special case i guess from what i read in the article it was common for the belts to break down and he would have to move bags from like one area to the next area and it was like okay. i guess it was like you know 50 feet or something and he'd have to manually move them and he was saying it was like rough work to have to pick up all these heavy bags and move them over there. <laughs> and uh, he, his the argument, job, dude, like, let's bring it back to court. His argument is is that he was suffering from uh, work induced depression because the working conditions were basically yeah. horrible. Which I mean, from what I read, it sounded like a normal job to me. You just had to, like, <laughs> you know, I mean, you had to do a little lifting here and there, like when the shit broke. Okay. They always say, like, can you lift 50 pounds or more, like, uh, in the job description? Yeah, usually. and something so, like that. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and so you, I guess, that, and you can't just cover it up by, like, putting the wrong bags on the wrong flight. Like, that's not, you're going to get found out one way or another. Yeah, yeah. And sure enough, he did get found out. I would but be they, so pissed, dude, man. The judge, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, he's my hero because he, this wasn't me. If I was one of those people, <laughs> I'd be like, kill him! Kill him right now. <laughs> Kill him. That's 286 misdemeanors. It's got to be like 10 felonies. Just kill him, man. He's done. So what was his uh, his punishment for all this? Basically, the judge took pity on him. And uh, he's, he let him go for like basically just 20 counts of mischief. Which normally mischief can get you uh, up to one it's year a, in jail. It's and like a fine. 10 to 1 ratio on, on like the mischief. 
Charged them for 20 of them. Gave them a day for each charge. 20 days in jail. He's an older guy, 66 years old. I mean, he's old. Maybe he just, you know, took pity on him for that. Maybe he took pity on him for, you know, the, the horrible conditions he had to work in. I don't Yo, know. Yo, don't put him in charge of fucking anyone's shit anymore. Dude, apparently he worked at the airport uh, throughout the court case, too. And then they let him go after the court case. <laughs> <laughs> like, well, he's not proven guilty yet, so. Yep. You won the court case, but you didn't win your job. So it's 280 something that we know of since like you went back to work. Who knows how many you did during Dude, the court serial case? Serial fucking tag switcher. Uh, so uh, let's take a flight over to Chicago where a bar has installed 70 big mouth Billy Bass toys on their wall to sing in unison. And this isn't just slapping fish on a wall. This took computer programming, specialized editing software for the specialized software they wrote to run the the fish wall. (laughs) Dude, I haven't seen one of those since like 1999. That Billy Bass thing, dude. That was like the biggest thing on TV back in 1998. (laughs) I'm surprised there's more than 70 to put on a fucking wall in the first place. I thought they were all destroyed back in the day for being (laughs) possessed because they would randomly just come on and say some random shit, dude, that made a kid go crazy. Right? (laughs) It's it's worse than a Furby. (laughs) Way worse than a Furby, dude. I'd rather my kid have a Furby over a Billy Bass any day. He's like, take me to the river. Um, but, Let's but do yeah. that boat. It's like, <laughs> it's like Billy, what? that's a felony, dude. Yeah, no, I can't. <laughs> I can't go back. So, uh, yeah, the Royal Palm Shuffleboard Club has, in Chicago, they decided, you know, it's a fun idea. Let's see if we can do it. And they ended up... Uh, coming up with this thing i thought i was gonna be like horrified and be like this thing's an abomination but it's actually kind of fun i like it um the, <laughs> it does look fun i saw the, that video <laughs> there's a video from uh chicago's very own wgn9 and it shows uh the way that they programmed them so like one will sing and then they all sort of sing in unison like as the backup vocals and they have like three or four songs programmed right now so it's part of this uh this shuffleboard club place that's like a bar so if you are in the chicago area i definitely suggest going by and checking this out. i totally dude i want to go to chicago just to check it out it's so <laughs> fucking crazy and you know they're gonna add all kinds of cool songs to that what are you here for the billy bass wall <laughs> i'm here for one reason give me a beer i'm sit- i will be at that wall it's like a, it's like a concert personal concert match just at the bottom stair like woo you know, the more beers you have, the more magical that place gets. It's like Disney World for fucking the drunk guy. Right? He's just like, dude, it never gets out your juicy this. It's like some guy's just trying to go to the bathroom and you're just like, <laughs> yeah, you gotta stop like everyone. You're pulling people oh, in from like dude. the emergency exit. Like, come here. <sighs> like, fucking, come here. Fucking like, tourist, dude. <laughs> drunk guy showed me a fish wall, mom. It's like, you stop following strangers, Billy. Dude. Please. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Billy. Dude, you know where Billy ends up, dude? On the on fucking the face of a milk carton. Or on the wall, if he's a Billy Bass. <laughs> or in the wall, dude. Oh, damn, dude. I didn't even think, I didn't put that together. Just a bunch of bass and one Billy. Billy. Get, on the, get on the wall. <laughs> Matt, put that kid down. <laughs> Clicked in Billy's added another one. Oh, boy. All right. Well, uh, man, talking about bars, let's uh, talk about some liquor, man. And uh, I know you're a man who likes to have couple mixed drinks here and there every now and again totally whiskey some vodka i've been getting into gin no i'm not quite over on it tequila is always fun 
maybe I can make a recommendation to you for a nice little gin then. Okay. It's called uh, Indiovu, and um, it comes out of South Africa, so it's really nice. It's an import. You know, that's pretty. It's pretty cool. Okay. Yeah. Live a little bit. Get culture, man. Get a little culture in your life. That's all I'm gonna say. Culture in your mouth. <laughs> yeah. Before. So you're gonna try it, right? I'm not agreeing to anything. What? I know our news. I thought I would guilt you with the culture thing. All right. Well, let's go to Mossel Bay, South Africa, where we're talking about the. We have people making a gin. And this is a special type of gin because one of the ingredients in this gin is elephant dung. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah that's, why I don't, that's why I don't agree to things. Come on. Live a little. That you, that you premise me with. I'm not a gin guy. <laughs> otherwise, I would try it. But I'm not a gin guy. So, I mean, I'm not going to try it. Oh, but you're a gin guy. I gotta try it. You're a gin guy, so you should try it. Definitely. I'll get you some whiskey with elephant dung. Then would you try it? Nah, no, I'm not. (laughs) You know, man, I'm not feeling it. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I can imagine. What is this called? (laughs) It's called Indiovu. Indiovu gin, actually. Uh, Les and Paula Ansley, they they stumbled across this idea randomly on a wildlife safari. The rangers were talking about the way that elephants digest the variety of fruits and flowers and whatever that they eat okay. and uh they were thinking about how they looked over nutrients <laughs> i guess um, I, I, basically just yeah all the leftover nutrients after the process so what they do is they collect it they tag the bags with the coordinates and time it was collected so they can put that on the bottle that you buy and lovely <laughs> then the process of like there's a process of drying out the dung rinsing it drying it again and then breaking it down to be used in the fermentation process that's horrifically disgusting dude i don't know man it's apparently quoted to have a nice flavor of uh, lovely wooded almost spicy and earthy <laughs> i would never imagine elephant shit to taste spicy but yeah. that's that's interesting to say yeah. the very least. So she's like, dump cayenne in there, more cayenne, more cayenne, dude. This is <laughs> this is so fucking earthy, dude. Oh it my god, like shit. Like, just earthy keep red pepper in. <laughs> earthy, dude. Like I'm talking like earthy. Put a it, fucking well, U in between the H and the Y. Like, earthy. Oh, <laughs> uh, it reminds me of that like South American civet that like eats the coke, uh, the coffee beans and then poops oh, it out poops and then out. they make the coffee. Fuck that coffee I, too. Yeah. See, I don't think I could go for that. Anything that has shit like in it as a feature. Did you and guys not, try like, this coffee? A, it's so much better than regular coffee. Yeah. Like, and for everyone else that like says like, oh well, I'm sure you eat like greens and that probably had poop on it at one time and you wash it but you don't get all the poop off and you probably ate poop. but that's oh, a bug dude. in these this it's a feature there's a feature and a bug i'll take like a bug over a feature any day when it comes to shit i'm from america where we just don't we accept that there's a certain amount of mouse and rat shit in our cereal but we just don't talk and about hot it, dogs okay? <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean if you're gonna straight up tell me there's shit in my food I'm, I'm, I'm leaving. I'm leaving, I'm dude. I'm with you, dude. I'm, leave. I'm dropping I'm it where, I'm, where it stands. Let's leave Indio Boo on its own. I'm sure they'll do well, people. I'm sure Are, they'll do well. There, There's a lot of freaks out there. I was going to say, can I order it to an enemy for Christmas? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know if you can internationally ship alcohol like that. I don't know. Can you? We'll have to look into that. Maybe we'll get we'll if we can do that, we will definitely at least put it on our our fucking stories and say, hey, you, you want to dose an enemy and get them that, you know? <laughs> there you go. Yeah, we'll we'll definitely do an update on that. Indiovu, <laughs> it's called Indiovu. Indiovu, Indiovu. Yeah, yeah. Warm look up Elephant Dung Gin. I'm sure there's not many on the market. 
that's awesome. We'll uh, we'll put that up in our story so everyone can get a look at it. Uh, you know what other kind of shit we Americans don't stand for? What's that? Is uh, bullshit. And did our funny clip of the week. There's some fucking funky bullshit going on oh, uh, in, in this scene that plays out. And yeah, dude, definitely check out the YouTube if you're not <laughs> because. It's fucking ridiculous. This video, you sent it to me, and I was like, uh, I was like, dude, that's out of control. How could you handle a child like that? We got a uh, bus that pulled, school bus pulled up on a city street, and like, there's thing toys being tossed out of the bus, and then there's a well, looks like a kid with a backpack being thrown from the bus and by the bus driver, who's like, fucking three times his size. People are screaming at him. They're like, what the hell are you doing? Get off that kid. Why are you fucking roughhousing on this kid? <laughs> they realize that's not a kid. What? That's not a kid. That's a, that's a little person with a backpack. Man. And, and a little furry jacket. Everything I've been told is a lie. All right? I'm upset. This is, this is obviously staged. But obviously staged. <laughs> the reaction that we get from the people around is clearly genuine because they are horrified with this bus driver dude he's a piece of shit until you realize that he's actually a hero (laughs) yeah it's like what the hell what the hell was that guy's agenda that little guy what was that (laughs) little guy gonna do when he got to that elementary school because that's what i want to know maybe there's a sad story here where he needed an education he's like i'm going back baby i'm going back i can do it they won't even know i saw billy madison i can definitely do it he's pulling a jack (laughs) He's like, I got a mix of the Benjamin Button Jack disease, dude. All right, don't worry about it. Sir, you got a goatee. Like, get off the school bus. (laughs) I'm only seven. Shut up. (laughs) You're you're fucking seven times fucking eight. Like, you were born in the 70s. Get the fuck off this bus. (laughs) You're 54, dude. Get out of here. Oh my god. Oh, so that is our funny clip of the week. Um, like Matt said, check out our YouTube. It's always good if you hit the little subscribe button over there. We'll also be posting this up throughout our social media. We put it on our Facebook page on Friday, so you can see it over there if you go and uh, like the page as well. Hell yeah, check it out. Tons of uh, funny content. Keep you keep you gassing and laughing. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah, we're gonna get into some Netflix picks right now, but uh, before we do that, we'll be right back after this quick break. Support for American Slacker comes from Manscaped, who's the number one in men's below-the-belt grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. I don't know about you, Jesse, but I am sick and tired of being outmatched by these razors and traditional trimmers that you get in the store, and no matter what, they, they fucking snag your nuts. That's why Manscaped has redesigned the electric trimmer. They have a lawnmower 2.0 razor, which they have sent our way, has a proprietary skin-safe technology, so you won't get those nicks or snags on your nuts. Nice! Manscaping accidents are finally a thing of the past. Yeah, and with our 20% off code plus free shipping, you're going to be saving a bunch of money and getting some great products that won't end up uh, making it look like a war zone down there. All you got to do is enter Slackers at checkout manscaped.com 20% off get your anti-chafing ball deodorant your sweet lawnmower 2.0 your nuts will thank you later 
You can even rep them by getting yourself a manscaped.com t-shirt. So head on over manscaped.com, 20% off at checkout, enter code slackers. Get your ball swag here. These are untethered conversations at the back of a bar. These are the things that we often leave unsaid. These are the lost signals we put out into the ether. With discussions on video games, movies, literature, philosophy, philosophy and more. The Lost Signals is a podcast platform for interesting analysis of pop culture at large. Founders Scott Thurlow, Stephen Ramosi, Jonathan Ian Manzer, Chris Morgan have produced a steady stream of content since March 2015 to bring our unique views and ideas to our audience. Movie time, motherfucker. back yeah i'm into this i'm really excited you know it's dude it's cold here in new york i know you're a california where it's like fucking tropical and you're just walking out there with your like fucking 60s I aviators and your flip-flops on I but it's cold in new york aviators. it's cold in new york and it's coupling weather and time to watch some nice little scenes all right did you say coupling weather no it's cuddling weather dude <laughs> I thought, don't make this like, weird couple up <laughs> Better find someone you're gonna freeze to death. Dude, no, but for real, it's binge season, bitch. And yeah. uh, it's time to really, you know, a lot of people are spending a little more time inside because it's nasty outside. Mm-hmm. If you live in the Northeast, at least right now. Uh, and yeah, man, we got a couple recommendations that I think everybody would enjoy to watch. Totally. I'm gonna start it off with uh, living with yourself. This was an interesting little find I, I came across on Netflix, and it stars Paul Rudd. And who else does it have? Uh, Az- I, I, I knew I was going to trip up on her name. Aisling Bo and Desmond Borges or Borge. <laughs> they were, they, those actors I wasn't so familiar with, but Paul Rudd I saw and I was like, oh, I like stuff that Paul Dude, Rudd does, I especially things that, guy. things that are more dramatic are always interesting that, that I've seen him in. So this is a um, co- comedy slash drama. And it was uh, a web television series originally, but it was eventually brought to Netflix. Paul Rudd was a executive producer on this, and the creator was Timothy Timothy Greenberg. So I hadn't heard anything from these people before, which uh, besides Paul Rudd, it was honestly, he was the draw to like even check this out. But once I saw the trailer, it kind of pulled me in and I was like, okay this seems interesting and basically the idea is um paul rudd's character goes to a spa one day and this spa is supposed to you know rejuvenate your life and make you a brand new man and like you come out he saw one of his co-workers who have originally recommended it to him uh the spa itself is a little bit twisted in a dark way and it eventually comes out that it creates a clone of yourself and you end end up uh, dead, <laughs> which which isn't too much of a, a of a reveal if you're actually going to get into the show because it's so much more than just that. And uh, the he he wasn't supposed to live through it, so now he has to deal with the fact that he and his clone are both trying to live his life. Oh man, it's so wild! Like. <laughs> 
Paul Rudd gets to do like the Eddie Murphy thing. He gets to do the Mike Myers thing, you know, get to like, that's gotta be weird acting with yourself. Like, you know, mm -hmm. that I always wondered that as a kid, like how it's like how to get into the zone when you're like playing to yourself as another character and you got to go into that other role. Right. And, and you know, I, at first it kind of tripped me up the way that they were shooting it. And like the fact that there's two Paul Rudds, but the, the way that they did it, it becomes very natural after a while. Okay. So it doesn't it doesn't take you out at all the way that. Oh yeah, no, I wasn't. It. I was just behind the scenes. I know Paul Rudd, dude. I love that mm -hmm. guy. I know he probably killed it, and I can't oh, wait to totally. watch this. I haven't had the chance to watch it since me and you talked about it. Mm -hmm. But dude, I know it's probably a killer series. Oh, it's it's fantastic, and I believe it was only a couple of episodes. Um, there's like one season, and I, I want to say six total. Uh, let me count them up really quick. Here. One, oh, and that's it. Two, three four five six seven eight so there's eight eight episodes and you know they're i think uh like 30 40 minutes long they're they're not too bad in terms of and there's it's only the first season i could see there being a second season based okay, on that's like what, I was, okay. what i've watched mm. but it it, it was fantastic I, I was really surprised how hooked i was on it it was one of those shows where i'm like i'll watch one more episode mm -hmm. okay i'll watch one more mm -hmm. episode like, shit it's like 2 a.m I'm gonna watch Dude. one more episode. <laughs> Dude, it's like uh, Paul Rudd, another Paul Rudd production that I'm pretty sure you loved as well. Hot Wet American Summer. Um, yeah. You know, I feel like these series, this is the future. People are tired of like just the movie and it being over. It's mm -hmm. time to expand with this like streaming capability and the series I feel like is gonna be highlighted as the new like movie type deal, like where it's like a saga that can actually be played out in time. And given yeah. the, the time that it needs to really unfold a really in-depth story, when you have creative writers anyway that can really write something that's appealing to the mass, that is. And that's super important to kind of give that room for creativity so that people can kind of take it to its full extent and not be limited by either time restraints or like, um, I mean, budget's always going to be a limitation, but mm -hmm. like time restraints or like, you know, co commercial like, deals and stuff like that what you can and can't do yeah it, it opens up a lot if you're just like all right let's make the best possible thing and put it out to the length that it needs to be mm -hmm. yeah let's see how it stretches out like let's write the story out and see what we feel is appropriate could, the season could be eight episodes could be 24 episodes like depending mm -hmm. on what the story really calls for so it's cool to see that kind of stuff this is available on netflix and it did okay on uh i mean better than the normal picks that i that I come up with on Rotten Tomatoes and IMDb. Rotten Tomatoes uh, tomato meter gave it 81%. Audience score gave it 85%. And on IMDb, it got a 7.4 out of uh, 10. So not not too shabby. They they kind they seem to agree with me. It's hard to like, unless it was like a masterpiece. Doesn't seem to get like hundred. <laughs> yeah, and that's impossible with them assholes. I'm mm -hmm. just gonna say that. Uh, <laughs> they they really hate movies that I love, and it makes me so upset. <laughs> That's Living With Yourself on uh, on Netflix, so be sure to check that out. Definitely want to check it out. And uh, I'm going to talk about something that really is, um, I love this, you know, the toys that made us. And, I, you know, if you don't know, I collect things. I'm a collector of, like, actual figures and, and weird little <laughs> things like that. So If you're watching our video, you can see them in Matt's background. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, I love, like, shit from when I was a kid and even, you know, movie shit. Like, I love movie collectibles as well. Mm -hmm. And, uh man this is like it's so interesting because the toys that made us it came out uh 2017 in december and 
it breaks down the whole category of like where the toy came from whether you know it was production or whatnot and it, it breaks it down to the category of like what the toy is so it's like they got star they started out with star wars barbie he-man and gi joe in a four-piece episode on netflix then they got picked up for another four they did a bunch of other things uh star trek transformers lego and hello kitty and recently okay. they touched my heart because i love power ranger shit i'm a total nerd with that shit and uh they did uh power rangers uh teenage mutant ninja turtles my little pony and uh wrestling like the whole wrestling fad of the 80s and early 90s so they're all over the place all over the place and they're gonna probably keep going because i mean i can't even talk like i i love the way they, they break it down between you know the story and just the way the production is done the cuts are, are entertaining it's kind of it's comedic which comes from uh it's this was all created from brian falk west and this guy he's done a shit ton of comedy specials so like comedy's okay. kind of his thing he's done bob saget craig ferguson jim uh jim gapkin louis ck i mean he's done a shit ton of uh actual stand-ups specials producing them and whatnot so he's it's kind of his thing and the way this is broken down there's not any other collect besides like the pawn stars or like shit like that i feel mm-hmm. like kind of touched it a little bit anything like this is usually done really corny on the internet but netflix badge man you automatically assume and it was correct this was done with like the highest quality yeah. storytelling production value i watched like the first one or two episodes i believe of it but they did a really really good job exploring the, the specific topics yeah, man, it's really cool to like just learn the background, nostalgia city, baby, and uh, I think that's why I collect too is just the nostalgia effect of it. And, yeah, uh, it's just really cool, man. I really enjoyed it. even things that I didn't collect. You know, like the Barbie episode was very interesting because you learned a lot about like where Barbie came from and the whole fucking uh, time period where Barbie mm-hmm. was developed. You know, in the, the history early, behind like, it, early nineteen yeah. hundreds. Yeah, it's way older than you think. And Legos and Lego. Who didn't play with Legos when they were a kid? I mean, so there's a lot of episodes that, you know, might pertain to you a little more than others, but mm-hmm. I really fucking enjoyed this. And surprisingly, surprisingly, it got some pretty good ratings as well. Nice. Uh, 8.1 on IMDb. Rotten Tomatoes gave it 88% out of the average uh, audience user. Pretty damn good. And uh, I think anybody out there would like, you know, certain episodes at least to uh, relate to like their childhood, you know, or just, no, totally. storytelling in general, man. It's really good documentary wise i mean it's hard a lot of people with documentaries go haywire and they just go all over the fucking place where mm-hmm. this is like a straight line you can get behind and learn a story with fast fun facts in between yep. that won't break your your actual attention yeah it's it, it's a lot more upbeat than like other documentary series yeah 100 percent um a little shout out to my buddy jeremy matheson he uh got a sh- uh, little like clip in the credits i think of the uh ninja turtles episode that's awesome toys that made us he uh at jigga germ j-i-g-g-a-j-e-r-m on instagram he's got a little picture there because he he's one of those people he he loves them uh, the old like toys specifically in his case you know uh teenage ninja turtles and it's Mm. cool to see like a lot of these collectors highlighted throughout this series that's what you really notice like yeah the passion man you mm-hmm. see that passion and you can't help but respect it you know even though it's like something like different than the normal of like just like these dudes like have houses that are overcrowded with this shit but it's just <laughs> it's like, like a whole passion. room usually <laughs> seeing that passion there's something about it for me that's just like wow that's cool you know like fuck that dedication mm-hmm. you can't deny you know right yeah no, that's really cool yeah hell yeah 
And uh, yeah, definitely check these two specials out uh, on Netflix. Um, two mini series that are fucking wonderful. Mm-hmm. Definitely easy to check out. Get that Netflix, man. It's fucking ten dollars, right? I mean, it's ten dollars a month. I haven't even looked in a while. Has they gone yeah. up again? They're uh, bound to go know. up I again. Think, <laughs> I think you can get like yeah, it went up for a little bit uh, by like one or two bucks. I think it went from like eight dollars to ten dollars. So yeah, so oh, cheap for. The thousands of titles. Unfortunately, we don't have a code for you yet. They haven't reached no. out to us for a sponsorship. I think they're doing all right. They're doing all right. They they, they're doing okay. They don't, they don't need us. So yeah, be sure to check out Living With Yourself and The Toys That Made Us on Netflix. And uh, we're going to be right back with a Black Friday-related Factor Whack game. So uh, be sure to stick around for that. This episode is brought to you in part by Hemp-CBD.com. Hemp-CBD was founded in Albuquerque, New Mexico, with the mission to provide the best products in the industry. Hemp-CBD has created a one-stop shop for tons of CBD products, such as tinctures, edibles, topicals, pre-rolls, vape, and pet products. The products carried by Hemp-CBD are sourced from an organic hemp that's grown in the United States, lab tested and consists of CBD isolate, which is the purest form of CBD. This testing ensures that their products contain CBD and no other cannabinoids like THC. Head over to hemp-cbd.com and use promo code SLACKER for a 20% discount at checkout. That's hemp-cbd.com, promo code SLACKER. Hey everyone, this is Steve. And this is Adam. And we're part of the Hop Nation USA podcast. Pittsburgh's number three craft beer podcast. Join us every Friday for new beer reviews. We'll talk about the news, history, and homebrewing. Plus, we'll sit down with the best brewers and industry personalities that'll have us. So whether you're a casual drinker, a hazy boy hophead, or even if you're a whale hunting cellar hoarder, just search Hop Nation USA on Apple, Spotify, or your favorite podcatcher and join the nation. It makes me all tingly in the pants. Is that what you wanted to hear? <laughs> oh, God, yes. Fuck out so, of here. Uh, <laughs> we, we're getting into a game here. Normally, Matt does the factor whack, uh, but this time we're going to switch it up, and I think I'll take the next one, too, while we're, while we're at it. I'm going to claim it. <laughs> what? <laughs> we're claiming shit now? Okay. Yep. That's how it right. works. If you're going to take away my titles, I'm going to start claiming It's segments. gone, so just fucking let it go, dude. It's like a fucking game of risk in The master of ceremonies. Extra, extra troops to... Uh, what is yours? Yours like the oracle of bullshit or something? <laughs> yeah, I'm the, uh, you know what? I'm taking another one now. I'm the oracle of bullshit. Jesse Landers, oracle of bullshit and master of similes. All right. <clears throat> Take so, it, And currently the uh, host of this game that we go fact and whack. Basically, I'm going to spit out a fact about Black Friday. Because, Matt, I don't know if you know about it, but there's some sales coming up. It's going to be Black Friday soon enough. We're creeping up on that turkey day. And uh, people are going to be killing each other just to get a flat screen. Why is this Friday so dark? I don't, I don't know. It. Well, it is Black Friday. So, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> so, 
So we, we shall see how you do on this. I got five possible facts that may be whack here that you have to call out. Um, okay. Let's, let's start with number one. The day after Thanksgiving is referred to as Black Friday because of the profits seen by retailers on that day. Fact or whack? Whack. Oh, that is whack. whack. That is whack. You oh, are God. correct. I had to hit you with the uh, Not Another Team movie. That is whack. <laughs> it was originally coined by traffic cops in Philadelphia in the 60s to describe the disastrous traffic conditions. All that smog. All these terrible things. Fuck that so you smog, got that, dude. You got that one right. You're, you're number one on that one. So yeah, I'm right. I'm number one. Number one. Let's see. Number one. Fair, fair on number, number two. One. Uh, Recreational Equipment Inc. or REI opted to not open on Black Friday due to how out of hand the day has become. With workers getting paid to go outside for the day. Is this a fact? Or is it well? So I'm just gonna go free wall and I'm gonna say it back. You are correct. That is number one. The uh, company Recreational Equipment Inc., uh, which is like a cooperative, it's their fifth year in the row in a row closing for Black Friday and Thanksgiving. Uh, in a statement on their website, it says because we think spending time outdoors is more important. Oh yeah, yeah. Get outside, dude. Fucking two roll down two. a they're hill like, or some shit. They're like Gander Mountain. They do like you know camping equipment and shit like that. So it kind of falls in their wheelhouse. Oh, dude, it's all a plot to sell more fucking shit, dude. But they're closed. They so. want to sell you some tents and fucking outdoors. Well, I guess pants. you'd have to get you'd have to get it beforehand. So yeah, it might be that's their is that their dark motive? At yeah, REI they got fucking closing? stock in Colombia and shit, dude. Get out of here. <laughs> so uh, two for two. Let's see what number, th- if you can get number three. This, is this a fact or whack? More people are killed in a year in the U.S. on Black Friday than by sharks. That's a lie. That's whack as fuck, dude. We know sharks are out there murking motherfuckers daily. They're just looking for somebody to murk. That's what they do. Oh, I am sorry. That is, that is not whack. That is a fact. Hit me with facts, then. I want to know about this. The uh, U.S. averages just 19 shark attacks each year, and only one shark attack fatality every two years. So, by, and that's by National Geographic. Uh, last year, 12 people died on Black Friday, and 117 were injured. And there's actually a website called BlackFridayDeathCount.com that keeps track <laughs> every year of how many people have died. And, uh, yeah, 12, 12 deaths last year, 117 injuries on Black Friday. I feel like there's some shark attacks that aren't accounted for in this, and I'm upset by that, all right? Because I know that sharks murk more than 12 people a year. There's got to be. I in mean, 365 days. You're telling me. In the U.S., though. So we're talking about, like, most of the U.S. is not sea. It's You're only the me coast. 343 days of the year, <laughs> people are swimming out in the ocean and not getting chomped on by yeah. the alpha predator that we all know is the shark. Yeah, yeah man. In the U.S., you know, if no. you factor in probably, uh, like, the Pacific, uh, Oceania countries, like Australia and shit like that, it's probably a lot higher. But I was counting only the U.S. because I'm only counting the U.S. Black Friday deaths. True, true. So I thought it was only fair. Am I going to put sharks, the yeah. whole world of sharks, up against just U.S. Black Friday? 
I yeah, gotta be you're fair right. here. You're talking limited space then, so yeah, I guess that makes sense. There's no shark attacks happening in Kansas or Missouri. <laughs> All right, man. All right. So you're uh, two right, one wrong. Let's get on to number four here. According to polls, 12% of Black Friday shoppers are intoxicated. Is that a fact? Or is that whack? Wait, what percentage registered Black Friday shopping intoxicated? According was like, to polls. Sounds good. <laughs> according to polls, 12% of Black Friday shoppers are in fact intoxicated. 12%. Hmm. Hell yeah, dude. Hell motherfucking yeah. Because I don't know what what hours they're calculating this, but I'm assuming they're including the hours that are like, we open at five on Thanksgiving Day. And it's like people are like <laughs> coming right from Thanksgiving dinner. They just took down a fucking turkey. And honestly, <laughs> I'm talking they fucking took down a turkey leg and they had 12 gin and tonics. And they're right. like, I'm going for a big screen tonight, baby. Let's go. And yeah, I think 12, dude. Thank you. Correct. I'm going on a rant because I know it's true. <laughs> a survey conducted on behalf of Retail Me Not showed that 12% of Black Friday shoppers admit uh, they search for deals while under the influence. That seems like a not smart idea. You're going to be buying shit you do not need. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so you want it. You got it. But let's do this last question just to see if you uh, can get this right for pride. In 2016 on Black Friday, an eight-year-old boy took hold of a promotional t-shirt gun at a West Virginia shopping mall and fired into a large crowd. Several people were injured, including a 73-year-old woman who suffered a broken nose and bruising to her face. Is that a fact? Or is that whack? That's fact as fuck. Oh, that is whack. That is whack! What?! <laughs> that is not true. That's just something I made up. That's that a sounded, setup. It sounded That's kind of setup. funny. I'm so, thinking. I think, you think an eight year old gets a hold of a t shirt gun, like <laughs> okay. starts firing into a crowd. You, you know how many times an eight year old gets a hold of any type of gun? A lot. <laughs> it happens all the time. Do not read Texas news because I t shirt guns are super super rare. I don't know, man. You I've been trying to find one for years, dude. I don't know. Look on eBay, bro. I think you can get one. Uh, but. I will say that was whack, but in 2011, shoppers at a California Walmart were subject to a shower of pepper spray, compliments of a 33-year-old woman who, in a feeding frenzy uh, while opening a pallet of video games, she struck nearly two dozen people, including children, who all suffered nose and throat irritation. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> so my story might have been made up, but someone did pepper spray a whole crowd of people. Yeah. That sounds like a normal Black Friday to me. <laughs> so that was our Black Friday factor whack. Be careful out there. Dude, be no careful sales. out there. Yeah, <laughs> seriously, uh, get your deal, but also watch out. Be vigilant. and Just Watch your six. Yeah, watch your six. Maybe wear some goggles. I don't know. If people are pepper spraying people, wear some goggles. Yeah, it wouldn't say. hurt. You might look weird, but you'll you'll be laughing later. <laughs> They'll be laughing at first, but who will be laughing last? That's all. We're walking out with that flat screen, dude. Yeah, you're gonna get the fucking deal. You're gonna get that doorbuster. All right, we got faith in you. <laughs> all right, people. Uh, hey, thank you everybody for tuning in. Last time Jesse stole this, I didn't get to tell you how much that I really fucking love you. And you know what? I got double the love saved up because I love you guys so fucking much, and I know Jesse does too as well. I'm not gonna steal it. We love you guys. And, uh, you know, a lot of people tune into the Instagram live that we recently started doing again. Definitely check that out. Fucking, we're going raw on there. We're Some going, days. we're raw dogging the fuck out of Instagram right now. 
right? We they get the. What he means by that is you're getting the unproduced behind the scenes. All right, not that that we're transmitting any. No, dude. They get behind the scenes. They get to talk to us in between the show, ask questions about the segments. It's a lot of fun. I mean, what more are you going to get that? We get another 10K on Insta, and I'm telling you, we're not doing this anymore. We're going to be charging for autographs. All right, so get in while you can. (laughs) See that Instagram live. Also, the YouTube. Check out the videos that we produce. Uh, It gives you a visual element of the show. Yeah, and hit us up on Twitter. You can DM us, and I'll definitely get back to you. I'm pretty active for our accountant. Yeah, yeah, hell yeah. And uh, yeah, fuck yeah. Get at me, MWG Media on Instagram, Maddie G from HP on Xbox. And I'm at Jeremy Renner on everything. And another lie from this fuckface. At Landers the Plane on all them shits. Ding, 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 ding. Put them in a body bag. All right, people. Until next time. You heard it. That's <laughs> it. There you go. We smoking America. America. We passing America. I'm mapping America. America. I'm second America. America. We talking America. America. We blazing America. This is fucking America. America. We second America. America. This has been American Slacker Podcast. You can reach the show by searching American Slacker on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and Reddit. Or send them an email to American Slacker Podcast at gmail.com. You can download and rate American Slacker on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, and all other podcast platforms. Visit the show's website, aspodcast.com, where you will find every episode, official merchandise, and links to their Patreon if you would like to support American Slacker. Give me a minute. Give me a minute. Think about the second set of passing. Man, I gotta go and get it, grab it. Why you gotta go and neck and savage? Smoking weed, I gotta feed the habit. Now I'm on some other shit. Things that I gotta go get. Medical all on my slip, you falling like dominoes, bitch. Stuck in my ways, fucking high days, fucking sideways in the driveway. We smoking America, America. We passing them, passing them. I'm mapping America, America. I'm second America, America. We talking America, America. We blazing America. This is fucking America, America. We second America. We second America, America. Oh yeah, man, another one in the fucking book.